Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, January 4th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The UK says the country's health service is overwhelmed, but is getting properly funded. Tesla and Apple stocks took a beating on the first trading day of the new year. Plus, retail investors are pouring into the commodities market, and it may have some unintended consequences. So there are people who who are not sure that allowing people to bet on what is essentially the livelihood of farmers is the right thing to do. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Downing Street has admitted that some people could find it very difficult to access the NHS this winter. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is giving a speech today. He'll try to set out his vision for the country in 2023 as it faces a health crisis that's getting worse. Downing Street has said Sunak was confident the NHS had the funding it needed. Health leaders said the NHS is facing the worst crisis in its history. Reports show that waiting times for admission to emergency departments have reached unprecedented levels. An analyst told the FT that the combination of healthcare worker strikes, the pandemic, and a decade of budget cuts means that it doesn't take much to push the system over the edge. Tesla's stock fell more than 12% yesterday. It seems the market was responding to Monday's news that the electric car maker's new vehicle deliveries fell short of Wall Street expectations last quarter. Tesla said it delivered 15,000 fewer new vehicles than Wall Street had penciled in. Tesla struggled a lot with production in 2022. It closed its largest plant located in Shanghai for an extended period of time. And vehicle deliveries coming up short might not have come as a huge surprise for chief executive Elon Musk. Last month, he warned of stormy weather ahead as higher interest rates weigh on demand. Apple is also starting off the new year on the wrong foot. The tech giant's market value fell below $2 trillion on Tuesday. Now, that valuation doesn't sound so bad, unless you're Apple. It's graded on a different curve because it became the first company to hit a $3 trillion valuation this time last year. The FT's Patrick McGee explains what's going on. So I would have said three months ago that Apple's fall in market cap in 2022 was really almost nothing to do with Apple, right? It was that you had persistently high inflation, a looming recession, and just a more risk-adverse environment among investors. The last three months have been totally different. Apple's supply chain operations are basically in disarray. And this is all due to a COVID outbreak in a place called iPhone City in Henan province in China. This is their biggest iPhone factory. And analysts are now expecting that the lucrative holiday quarter where Apple was expected to produce record revenues will instead not meet last year's levels, which which will break a 14 quarter growth cycle. So. Really, the whole game has changed for Apple in just the last three months, and you're seeing that reflected in the market cap. So $1 trillion in in one year, which is remarkable uh, for a loss. And Patrick, what about the latest developments in China? It's just lifted its really tight zero COVID restrictions for the first time in years after protests pretty much forced the government's hand. That's a great question. So no doubt it's going to just mean total uncertainty, right? 
I quoted someone on, I think we published a story on Christmas Day saying the next two to six months are going to be a real challenge, probably the biggest challenge yet for the entire COVID-19 um, you know, era, if, if that's what it is. On the long term, I think that's probably going to be good for Apple's operations in China. But the next six months, you could be rocked by uh, absenteeism across the supply chain. And Apple orchestrates its supply chain like nobody else. I mean, I was speaking to an expert who said the idea of just-in-time manufacturing, which you tend to associate with the automotive industry, it's more of an aspiration in the automotive industry, this person said, uh, but it's it's the day-to-day reality for Apple. So if they're missing anything in the supply chain because of absenteeism in the next few months, um, it will be keenly felt. And investors are pretty worried about what that means for the next six months. Okay, so what does Apple do now? I mean, like like I said, a $2 trillion valuation is nothing to sneeze at. And Apple is still the world's biggest tech company. So even though Apple has sort of outperformed its peers on a 12-month horizon, it's really underperformed um, the market and its peers over the last three months in particular. So look, Apple's valuation is still obviously very strong, but the focus on its supply chain concentration in China is just being more and more uh, central to the the outlook for the company. And there's really just a lot of attention on on Apple's Achilles heel, which is that Apple's manufacturing is very concentrated in just a few regions in China. There's a sense in which it really needs to diversify. And that's such an easy sentence to say and such a complex reality. It's, it's difficult to even convey in language how difficult that's going to be for Apple. Patrick McGee is based in San Francisco and covers Apple for the FT. The global stock market had a terrible 2022, but not commodities. Things like oil and wheat actually outperformed stocks and bonds in the past year. So retail investors are pouring into commodities markets to try and cash in. But the FT's Madison Derbyshire explains why that's a risky move. Commodities, as we saw, are highly vulnerable to things like wars. Um, when there was the war in Ukraine was one of the things that really brought a lot of investor attention to commodities because suddenly we were concerned about wheat supply chains and where the world's grain was going to come from. And people started to think about these markets from a financial perspective. Now, with all these retail investors piling into commodities, you report, Madison, that this could actually hurt other market participants like airlines and farmers. Why is that? Yeah, so we what we've seen in the past few years is that retail investor attention can get highly concentrated and really have a lot of impact on price. So we're seeing that with the meme stocks. They were able to really drive up prices in very specific corners of the market. There is fear that this could potentially disrupt markets because if retail investors were to pour into, say, wheat futures, um, those those are derivative products that farmers really rely on in order to secure prices and protect against future price risks. And so there are people who who are not sure that allowing people to bet on what is essentially the livelihood of farmers is the right thing to do. So what could we expect from commodities markets? Well, it's really it's really hard to say what we can expect from commodity markets um, because they are so volatile. These markets can be very complicated and very specialized, and most retail investors don't have specialist knowledge of commodities. They they're looking at them as an investment that has increased in value in the last year rather than decreased. 
But what we're seeing is more and more investment providers are providing access because there's so much appetite for it. So we're going to continue to see retail investor participation in this market. And the hope is that it doesn't become such a big part of investor portfolios that it could do real harm. That's the FT's U.S. investment reporter, Madison Darbyshire. Before we go, here's a good example of that volatility in commodities that Madison was just talking about. U.S. natural gas prices plunged more than 11% yesterday. Going into winter, Russia restricted gas supplies to Europe. And investors worried that this would create energy shortages and send high prices ripping through the global energy market. But it is unusually warm in North America and Europe this winter, and people don't need as much energy to heat their homes. So it's a bit of a relief when it comes to concerns over a crisis. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.